Thanks for hanging in there. It's Sunday morning, and that means it's Mile High Magazine time, and I am Murphy Houston. Very excited about our next guest for sure. We're introducing Dr. Lois Wardell, who's a senior space test engineer for Galapagos Federal Systems, LLC, located in Colorado Springs. She also serves on the board of the Space Force Association and chairs, which I'm really curious about, Women in Space, the initiative. So, Dr. Wardell, welcome to Mile High Magazine. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Murphy. I'm excited about this. Can I call you Lois or do you want me to call you Dr.? Oh, please call me Lois. Okay, Lois. Well, then here we go. you got quite of a diverse background in science and engineering, everything from cleaning up uh, toxic websites, discovering new cancer drugs, measurements on active volcanoes. You've been in seven continents. What have you not done, maybe, is what I should ask you. Well, yeah, so I keep telling people, well, it's space, and that's why I'm working in space now, because, uh, yeah, it's something new to me. Well, I mean, how did you even get into this space industry thing and all these wonderful, exciting challenges you faced. How did you get involved? You know, I was thinking about that, but um, I've actually been involved for a long time and didn't quite realize it. And I think maybe there's a lot of people out there that are involved in space and they themselves don't realize how much involved they are. I mean, I have done things like astrobiology and that type of work, but uh, other things, uh, as a uh, earth scientist and a research scientist, you know, I use GPS a lot. And so I'm always caring about, you know, getting the lock on the right number of satellites and, and, and working on uh, uh, processing that data. And as a scientist, uh, doing remote sensing. So, you know, I need to understand the orbits of the satellite. So I'm getting the right coverage for the work I'm doing. And so space, you know, has been always a curiosity and, and an interest, and I always thought, well, my interest in space is astronomy, but actually, it's a lot of things. Well, it sounds like it. I mean, you must have started at a young age with that curiosity. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I, yeah, uh, you can ask my parents. Every time we <laughs> went fishing, I'd bring home a carload of rocks and sticks and leaves. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that's a curiosity at a young life for sure. And then, I mean, cleaning up toxic websites. I mean, that sounds dangerous. No, that's waste sites. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it can be dangerous. And because it is dangerous, there are so many safety procedures. And actually, I kind of felt like an astronaut there at times because we call them moon suits. You know, you're wearing the full uh, suits with with, uh, the air tanks and everything. So it, it feels like a... I imagine it feels like a spacesuit. Yeah, that's uh, just to see that would be somewhat astounding, let alone working yeah. with within that. It'd be kind of like working on the moon, I would imagine, about as close as we get down here with the whole outfit on. That'd be a, 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 a bit of a challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of imagine it would be like. Well, and I know that uh, you're going to touch briefly here that you're involved with the U.S. Space Force Association. And can you talk about what that association is and what your role is? Uh, yes. Uh, so I've uh, recently joined uh, the executive board on that as chair of the Women in Space organization. But the core functions of Space Force Association is to research, inform, and advocate for uh, national space power and by shaping a space force um, that helps provide um, defense. And so the research uh, arm of that um they also support a Space Force journal, 
the advocation part, they do. Uh, uh, there's definitely a lot of events and work that goes on to inform our government leaders about the Space Force. And the informed part, the part I really like, is part of their mission is to inform the public about their own Space Force and what's going on in space. So it's a, it's a very affordable organization that people can join to learn more about space and Space Force. Well, yeah, you hear about Space Force, and it's still kind of a relatively new term, Space Force. What are we doing up there? And I didn't know that as a, a citizen I can join the association? Yes, yeah, you definitely can. It's open to civilians, the military. It's open to uh, corporations and small businesses. So, um, yeah, so it's an open membership. Well, and, how, how do we do yeah. that? Do you have a website? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so for the U.S. Space Force Association, the website is ussfa.org. So um, it's ussfa.org, and all the information and membership information is there. And you explain exactly what the Space Force is all about. That sounds really interesting to me. I'm kind of a nut about that kind of stuff. It, it, it is fun, and it's interesting. And does it cost anything to be involved with that, or you just sign up? Uh, so uh, right now it's uh, $35 to join Space Force Association, but right now it is free to university students to join. So um, oh, cool. I hope we uh, can reach some students there. Well, that would be very cool, and you're involved with that. Congratulations. But an area I really want to talk about, and I know it's really dear to your heart, is Women in Space Program. Talk about that. What is Women in Space Program? So the Women's Space Organization is uh, structured as a committee under the Space Force Association. But uh, we're an organization that wants to serve women in all sectors of the space environment. So whether you're in industry, whether you're in government, such as NASA, uh, doing academic research, or in the military, uh, we want to be an organization that services that, that increases diversity in the space sector, um, and uh, as well as help women with their careers. So you're telling us now that more women are entering the science and technology fields, correct? There are. Um, it's not a huge uh, change, uh, but the science and technology fields are growing at a faster rate. So if you talk to a lot of women in the technology field, you know, we're still often one of the few. We're often the only woman in a technical meeting sometimes. So uh, there's still a lot of uh, room for growing. So this Women in Space program, I mean, do you get involved with, like, actual space exploration as well, or is it a different part of the space program? So... uh, our membership includes women that are doing space exploration, uh, women that are doing space defense, uh, women that are behind the scenes working on you know, the computer models. Um, so it, it's everything related to space. Even uh, we're open to astrobiology, space health, space physics, you name it. Um, we're part of that. So what about women, you always ask about this one, too, in a lot of industries, but what about women in the leadership roles within this industry? Is that advancing? Are they getting to higher levels? Uh, so much like the most tech field, the answer is not really. Uh, so in some science and technology fields, we've seen a, a, a large increase of women in those, like in biology, 
And uh, but we're not seeing that filter up to top leadership roles. I mean, right now, when we see a, a, a woman in a leadership position, I mean, we still call her a trailblazer. So, wow. yeah, we've got work to do. I guess. And, and how do you get involved with this Women in Space program? I mean, you must have a certain level of education. You just ask to sign up. Do you have to pass testing? See how curious I am? I'm asking a lot of questions. <laughs> So uh, to join us, you have to join Space Force Association. And so it's free to uh, add us on to that membership. So uh, once you're a Space Force Association member, then, yeah, it's easy. You just, um, there'll be an option at the bottom of the application to click on Women in Space, and then you're a member. Wow. And as far as getting a job within this industry, what's required there? There's a lot of math, which always scares me. No, not really. Um, it, it depends on what you want to do. I mean, uh, space, the space sector is huge. There's areas of space law, there's space health, um, uh, computer scientists, um, uh, there's space biology, astrobiology, um, planetary science, which is, you know, can be geology. So it doesn't have to necessarily be uh, a lot of math. Wow. I was uh, mentioning to, uh, by the way, we are talking to Dr. Lois Wardell, the senior space test engineer for Galapagos uh, Federal Systems. And, and Doc, I was mentioning my, my granddaughter, who's a junior in high school, is interested in this field. What do you tell these girls at that age? What do they have to do? What do they have to think about? They're going to college. Do they have to study certain things? No, it's to follow your passion uh, is, you know, the number one thing. And we definitely want to start having outreach programs to provide girls and young women uh, with mentorship, uh, with opportunities, with internships. Uh, so hopefully as uh, Women's Space matures as an organization, we'll be offering more and more services to younger and younger people. Uh, that's definitely something we're passionate about. Uh, but as uh, far as wanting uh, to be involved in space, um, yeah, there's not a particular thing you have to uh, major in. I'm try- One of the things I'm toying with right now is, like, I'm trying to relate just about any field to the space sector. So, uh, like, I was talking to a friend in oceanography, and, you know, of course, you know, they use satellites all the time for remote sensing and for tracking things. But also, uh, like um, the recent tsunami in Tonga, there are research papers out now that talk about uh, the gravity waves that shot up into space from that. Uh, I've got friends in the medical field, and that's a huge area of space uh, because there's so many people now interested in going to space. Right. And there's so much research yeah, being done on, you, you know, what can we, you know, how do we protect people on, if they go all the way to Mars? So uh, there's a lot of fun research in the health sector, even. That's kind of cool to think about that stuff. And, you know, you don't hear much about space exploration as as we used to, you know, decades ago. So what do you see for the future? What's going to happen, do you think? Oh, for me, I think, um, because like when we saw in the 60s, that was kind of a a new era of space exploration, right? When we made it to the moon. And I think the 2020s is kind of the start of a new era for space development and exploration because, you know, uh, not too long ago, NASA was pretty much the only game in town. And now we have a space force. We've got industry that is just doing monumental things. And it's not just with exploration, but it's with uh, 
technology that's doing services like communication, like the Starlink that's trying to provide uh, web services globally. So there's so much going on um, that I, I think we're at the beginning of a new era. Well, I, I think I would agree. I never thought about half that stuff you just mentioned. So I guess it's pretty important for the average American to be curious or maybe even involved with what you're talking about. Definitely. Um, space, yeah, we're involved with space in so many ways. I mean, uh, just the GPS satellites alone, not only do we use it for navigation, but we're, our commerce is dependent on it. I mean, uh, our financial services are all time tagged with GPS clocks and and things like that. And so, yeah, we're we all should be kind of curious about what's happening in space. Well, and maybe there's one way to get started. If you a Space Force Association, do you have any events that people can attend that might be coming up? Uh, there's um, definitely a calendar of events. Uh, I encourage you to go to the website. Uh, the next um, is, I think, the next uh, physical event is called Lasso the Moon, and it's a conference in Houston at the end of February, and it's putting together the civil, commercial, and military players so that they can network and integrate uh, with uh, a lot of these small business uh, innovators. And so that's kind of an exciting uh, uh, event happening there. But also um, online, there's uh, often uh, they're posting interviews uh, with, um, yeah, with um, people that are, with various leaderships within the space sector. So there's definitely a lot of nice resources there on the website. And it all sounds good. Very interesting. I'm going to have to spread, spread the word to my granddaughter so she can start checking things out. So, Dr. Oh, yeah, Lo- do. Well, Dr. Lois Wardell, thank you so much for all you've done and all you are doing and, and getting women in the space program, getting them interested. I think it's a very good thing for them, everybody. Oh, great. And, yeah, and we're on social media, too, so please follow us. And uh, thanks. Website. Did we talk about the website before I let you go? Oh, so we're inside the Space Force Association, but uh, but uh, you'll be seeing us pop up on you know the various uh, social media like LinkedIn, Facebook, all of them, Instagram. So yeah, that sounds good. Keep an eye out for us. Oh, we will. Oh, they're going to now. Thank you, Doctor Wardell. Keep up the good work, and thank you for coming on Mile High Magazine. Uh, Thank you very much. You're welcome. And thank you guys for listening here. It's Mile High Magazine. Murphy Houston here. We'll check on you next Sunday.